SAFM 104 to 107 Good morning, 10 after 7 all over the weekend. You'd have seen both tributes and many memories flowing after the passing of the founder of the Encarta Freedom Party, Prince Mangusutu Butelezi, someone you will also have heard on this program and on this radio station for many, many years. Butelezi had played a big role in our nation, first joining the ANC Youth League, then forming the IFP, then becoming Prime Minister of KwaZulu, and accepting that status from the apartheid government before violence erupted between the IFP and the ANC, and then into 1994 and his decision to take part in the elections, and then his role as perhaps an elder statesman, someone who tried to bring peace to Parliament when MPs were often shouting at each other, sometimes with the threat of violence. But Alesi had been a part of the fabric of our nation for over 50 years, a career probably longer than anyone else I can think of at this moment, in public life. Well, we start some of the reaction this morning with the leader of the Encarta Freedom Party, his successor as president of the IFP, Velenkosini Khlabisa. Mr. Khlabisa, good morning. Uh, good, good morning, Stephen, as well as the listeners of the radio station. Prince Butelezi founded your organization. How important do you think he was for the people he was leading, for the people who followed the IFP? Uh, Prince Mangosu has been one of the great leaders in South Africa and also who shared platform with great leaders in Africa. The people who followed him in 1975 when he established the ISP, they believed in the vision he had of a South Africa that would be liberated both politically and economically, uh, promoting the free trade economic system and ensuring the development of power down to the people where they are. Um, It was a very long history. It was a very long role. He played a, a big role in our society for a very long time. Many people support Prince Butelezi. Uh, some people already, in fact, have called us this morning to talk about the, uh, the, the difficult parts of his history. Uh, do you accept people have a right to talk about that too? I realize it's a difficult time, Mr. Khlebisa, but I think there is going to be a debate about his history. Indeed, <clears throat> Stephen and the listeners, every individual has different aspects in his life, in actual facts, Prince Mangosutu Telezi has been in the public life for seven decades, which is 70 years. For a person to be in the public space for such a long period, there will be many scenarios he will be meeting on his way and different interpretations given to him by different people. But what people should not do is to portion blame to Prince Mangosutu Telezi and exonerate the ANC when it comes to the issue of violence. Violence was unfortunate for all people of South Africa, especially black people. But if you portion blame to one person and exonerate the other, it's an unfair judgment to do so. Okay, I think we hear. I think we hear you. Um, 
There are many things that will happen now, and people, the president, uh, various others, ANC leaders also, they've been going to sort of remember him um, in KwaZulu-Natal. I'm presuming that there'll be some sort of official funeral. You as the IFP would take part in that, even though you're not the party in government? Prince Mangosutukele, as you rightly said, he is the oldest person in the National Assembly and the only remaining person who worked through many prime ministers prior to 1994 and all presidents of South Africa up to now. And of course, President, um, <clears throat> the, the Prince of Wapindangene, has been an acting state president for more than 22 times. That also accords him that the government of the day should afford him a special official funeral. We are awaiting for the president of the country to make the determination to such, but we are looking forward because the preparatory groundwork points to that direction that it shall be a state funeral. Mr. Khabisa, we, 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 we've been talking about the past already this morning. We need to talk a bit about the future as well. You now have to lead a party without its founder. Um, even though you're the leader, the party used his, his face as its main emblem. That can be quite difficult to, uh, to do. Um, are you going to keep moving in the same uh, tradition, in the same direction that he started? Or do you think the role of the IFP is going to change? Let us agree first, Stephen, that <clears throat> the passing away of the founder of the IFP means the end of a certain chapter in the life of the IFP to live without him and the beginning of a new chapter. His legacy is going to be the pillars of the IFP going forward. We are confident that the transition that he, he did from 2019 up to the time he was admitted in hospital, the guidance constantly he was providing to me as an individual, as the successor, and to the collective NEC, is going to make the IFP continue in the trajectory that we see even since from 2021. We are confident that we are going to uphold the principles which are so dearly needed by the people of South Africa and we remain as an option for our country. Veron Cosini Clavisa, thank you. Leader of the Ankata Freedom Party on SAFM this morning, 17 minutes after 7. Professor Musokolo is a cultural expert. He joins us now. Professor Kolo, good morning to you and thank you for your time. Prince Butelezi founded the IFP first as a cultural organization, then it became, I suppose, a mass political movement and a political party. How was he able to do that? How was he able to organize it into such a strong political force from 1975? Well, good morning, Stephen. Uh, let me pass my condolences to the Boteleze family. And uh, because I was listening to you earlier, I must declare that I'm a pastor in my other life. Um, uh, so there was a pastor that called. No, uh, Prince Mangosutu Boteleze, um, I think uh, actually I first met him in 1988 when I first studied Zulu music and Zulu culture. 
and uh, he was very passionate about Zulu music and Zulu culture. So when he formed the IFP as a cultural movement in 1975, it was not only the KwaZulu homeland which was instructed by the ANC in exile to start those cultural movements. There was one also in Yanza, in Gangwana, and there was one also somewhere else among all those homeland leaders who were sympathetic to the cause of the ANC. And then, of course, it became a cultural movement capitalizing on the rich culture of the Zulu nation uh, to a large, large extent, although he had also some Sutu elements uh, from Gauteng and the Free State in the IFP at that time. Of course, the happenings of the 1980s when the relationship between Mutsilese and the ANC soured, I think was one of the decisions that made him to think maybe it's high time that he changes the cultural movement into a political party, which happened in 1990, 1991. And, and of course, um, because uh, the, the relationships had soured so much that reconciliation was not forthcoming. So that could have been the decision. I've seen um, some critics and some academic pieces going all the way back to the 1990s. Um, some, I think, from from figures who opposed him. But the, the criticism goes that he created a sense of Zulu nationalism, that he formed it in a way. Would you say that that claim is right? Not necessarily. He might have mobilized it from time to time, but you must also remember that Zuluness is a situational identity. It depends on the issues at stake at the time. When you look at pictures of the opening of uh, the, 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 the monument of uh, King Charette, Watugosa, in 1954, there was already a lot of Zulunas taking place there, singing, dancing of traditional Amahubo songs, and so on. When you look at uh, the formation of Inka Atara Zulu in 1928 under King Solomon, and the leadership of Dr. J.L. Dube and Pekla Zagaseme, there was a lot of, in memory of 100 years of the, of the death of Shaga, there was a lot of Zuluness taking place already at that time, to the extent that Zulus were mobilized to raise money to put up the monument at Wat Dugosa uh, for, for King Shaga. What, what Butelis would have done, I think, because he came from the, the Zulu royal family and had a very musical mother in Princess Makoko, what he would have done the Zuluness uh, was always low-hanging fruits, even today in terms of mobilization. So he would have mobilized them, and uh, as a result of the platform of the, of the homeland with the resources, that became very possible. Um, Prince Butelezi also very recently played a big role in the ascension to the throne of King Musizulu Kazuelatini. And in fact, if I remember, the king was asking for various affidavits because of a court case, a court dispute over this. Could the passing of Prince Botelezi affect that dispute or the outcome of that dispute at all? Stephen, uh, one of the most regrettable uh, developments uh, around that issue was that since around April, uh, as you well know, the relationship between Botelezi started freezing and became so frozen that even by the time he died, he and the king had never had not been able to sit down and, and, and agree on anything. They were not in talking terms, actually. One of the last uh, correspondence that I saw from him was that he was very hurt uh, with that kind of situation. I don't know what's going to happen with the court case because those that are going to court now have not been to court and they're raising issues which I think Mutelezi would have been able 
uh, to clarify uh, because those are historical issues that happened uh, some years ago. Um, they've been able to clarify, but also the issue as to why uh, the late King Zulitin uh, did not appoint the, the reigning king now as his successor. So, so without Mutilis, there could be a lot of problems, especially um, in terms of explaining those cultural aspects of it, because, you know, traditional leadership is also a very much based on the cultural, culture and traditions. It's also um, has certain features in KwaZulu-Natal, and now we have a situation where in the last few years, sort of, um, we've seen big changes there. So first, uh, King Goodwill's Zulatini passed away. Now Prince Butelezi has passed away. Um, there was a time, I think, when former President Jacob Zuma was a really immense figure in KwaZulu-Natal. He still has important political power there, but he's no longer president, of course. What does this mean for what could happen in KwaZulu-Natal? We have an election next year, Professor. Um is the situation there without Prince Butelezi, despite a, a history that's been highly criticized, he played an important role in KZN. So without him now, is KZN going to be um, perhaps a bit more difficult, perhaps lost an influential uh, anchor in a way? Well, well, definitely, Stephen. I think uh, it's, it's, it's the beginning of a new era, complete, completely new era. I mean, at my age, I've never lived a day, a single day without Butelezi featuring in the news of some sort. And um, uh, and now that he's gone, I think one, the IFP may get sympathy votes, uh, which may boost their standing. But his now, his death has made him to be, to, uh, uh, to carry a lot of political capital. And that's why even the ANC in KZN has toned down, even those who are known to attack him from time to time, They've toned down to percent to be sympathetic to about his death. As for President Jacob Zuma, um, he is influential, I think, in some factions of the ANC, not in the entire ANC. So it's going to be a new era altogether. And in the next many few years to come, we will find that maybe some other figure will will rise. But for now, the playing fields are very much leveled. I, as a result of the passing on. I can't imagine someone with the same influence of uh, as Prince Butelezi ever rising to the fore anywhere, in a way. Um, I mean, to be in political life for so long, um, for some people they would say to be so divisive for so long. But the point is that I can't imagine anyone really coming to the fore and having the same influence he did. Someone from the IP or the ANC or even another political party, at least not for a long time. No, look, Stephen, <laughs> he has been in the public office since 1952 as the chief of the Butelezi, since 1954 as a, a, a you know, traditional prime minister of the Zulu nation and, and to Zulu kings. Also, and, and understudy to Chief Albert Tule, uh, Dr. J. L. Dube, uh, you are right, and I fully agree with you. <laughs> But, but also he was uh, he had this advantage of being a royal, and so it's going to take a long time before such a, a person can emerge. In fact, I don't know whether it's possible because he had a unique character, as you rightly say. You know, some look at him from many angles. Um, we look at him. I I look at him from a cultural point of view, having um, uh, used him as a, 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 a source of information when I studied. Zulu culture, traditions, and history. 
So I have an angle that looks at him as a very big cultural influencer, not only in Guanzo-Natal, but also in South Africa and outside of South Africa, especially among the traditional leaders, where he was seen to be most informed in, in terms of structures and systems there. I can't see anybody, as you rightly say, maybe it will take a long time before such a person can 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 emerge. But also the political landscape now is changing. The issue of personalities uh, is, is going to start, start moving away in favor of collectivism, uh, mm-hmm. I think, is going to be a problem. We can't see how it's going to happen that a person will rise of his stature. Professor Musa Kolu, thank you very much indeed. Cultural expert, do appreciate your time and your thoughts. Lots, of course, of different views on Prince Mangasuta Butelezi, who passed away over the weekend, 27 after 7.